It's the Zaya Show. What's up, guys? It's Zaya. And before we get into the juicy episodes and stuff, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast so that way you can get first alert of new episodes on all streaming platforms every Wednesday. Now back to the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Zaya Show. And I am here with my lovely queen, beautiful, amazing, stunning Danielle from the My Survivor podcast. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, everybody. What's going on? How are you, Zaya? I'm doing great. Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like it's been like, actually, it's almost been like a whole year since we like last had like a whole interview type of thing. So this is great. Like, I'm so excited. Love your vibe. And I'm so glad you're coming on to season six of the Zaya show. And I've been wanting to have you on because on your podcast, you talk so much and give voices to women, especially the survivors from domestic violence and just overall, like having people's stories heard. And I give props to you on that. And if y'all haven't listened to it, Zay fam or anybody out there, Go check her out. She's in the link down below, honey. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for that. I've been excited and waiting and like, when is the next season going to drop? I've been waiting to get back on because we vibe so well together and I love talking to you. So yes. I'm excited to shop today. I'm excited to chat. Yes. So today, guys, we are talking about liberation and freedom. And I don't know if it's because it's Black History Month and I'm feeling the freedom part, or is it because I'm about to graduate and I'm feeling the liberation? But we're gonna get into okay. it. So what does it mean? What does freedom mean to you? Okay, so freedom to me means for me, freedom is a God-given right. You know, like yeah. look at freedom in connection to liberation. For me, freedom is like that. What you're supposed to have is just being open and being able, having the ability to be you without any um, repercussions, so to speak. For me, liberation is being set free for some from something. Right. So, of course, they go hand in hand. You know, freedom is a, is a state of being already, and then liberation is the state of being set free from something. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I think they go hand in hand. Yeah, they definitely do. And for me, really, freedom, for me, like, whenever I think of the word freedom, I just think of it, like, as well, like, a God-given, like, right? Like, I don't see nobody telling me what I can't do. I just feel like when people feel like they don't have freedom, it's because they have other constraints on them from society about that. And liberation, to me, is more like something, like, where you're having a revolution except it's like more inner work so it's like liberation I'm feeling liberated like yes like period so that's how I would describe it so what was that moment for you when you felt liberated in life and there's a lot of them (laughs) oh I was about to say I can only pick one (laughs) you could pick the top three the top three okay okay top three um my first moment of liberation was um I, I would say in college of course was yes. when I finally left home, went to school and got from under my parents' thumbs and was able to be my authentic self without fear of 
um, judgment or letting someone down. Like I have, or had, I should say not anymore. I had imposter syndrome really, really bad mm-hmm. as a, a young child up until, of course, back then, I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was me trying to be a perfectionist, but um, I had it so bad. And at going through therapy, I realized that I had imposter syndrome because there were these, I don't want to say unrealistic because I attained most of them, but it right. came with a cause, but there were these expectations placed on me. Um, and I, uh, I created this narrative of being this perfect student, good little girl. And right. don't get me wrong. I wasn't a bad little girl right. at heart, but you, you know, just, bad. I, yeah. I wasn't able to be free. I wasn't able to be my authentic self right. because of fear of what my parents think. So going to college, and actually getting out and being like, I can be myself. They not here. They not watching me. They can't say nothing because I'm paying <laughs> my own bills. Exactly. What they going to do? You know, so that was my first moment of true freedom and liberation. And then I would say the second one was after a very, very bad breakup with my son's father. Um, it was another moment of me finding out that I could do shit on my own. Right. And I didn't need anybody to do it. Like I could Come be on. a good mom by myself. I could pay the rent by myself. Right. I did not need him to do anything. So a few it took me a few months to get there after the breakup. Yeah. But when I got there, I was like, oh, I am woman. Hear me roar. You can't tell me nothing. I was an independent woman before independent women even became a song. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm probably telling my age right there, but yeah. <laughs> So that would be the second one. And then I would um, say there are so many more in between that. Right. The most one I would say is um, just over the last year, I have been liberated and done the work, the hard work of freeing myself from grief and pain. Mm. Um, uh, everybody knows that anybody who follows me knows that my story of my me losing my niece to and great niece and great nephew to domestic violence. And, um, for three years, almost four years, I, I wallowed in that and my everyday life was, you know, and I still am an advocate for domestic violence. Don't get get me wrong. And I'm an advocate for survivors still, but the last three years have been my, my every waking moment was spent on how can I help survivors? How can I help people of, um, who are, you know, experiencing these things because, I was so consumed and held in bondage by the um, grief that I turned that pain into purpose. But again, with the cost, that cost was me not getting sleep, Mm -hmm. me getting up in the middle of the night to help people, me spending my own personal money to help people and just letting all of that other people's, um, experiences hold me because of the grief that I was experiencing right and so over the last year I've really gotten into um acknowledging my grief but not just acknowledging it dealing with it sitting in it owning it and I can honestly say this past year I usually get the winter blues something terrible like in my bed for days on end crying um I can honestly say this past winter season or we're still in winter but this (laughs) this past holiday season yeah um has it was so liberating I actually got out I went to visit family 
I have attended a couple of gatherings. Like I've not done that during the holiday season in years. So I would say that's my most recent liberation. And when I was in um, therapy a few weeks ago, I think I, it was like a, a aha moment. Like, I think I've dealt with it. I think I am not over the loss of my niece, great niece and great nephew, but right. I'm over the grief part and I'm ready to like really, really get things moving and not let the grief because along with grief comes guilt and so many other emotions. So I was able to get freedom from that, like break free from the guilt of grief, right. if that makes sense. No, that totally so makes that's sense. my most recent one. Okay, period. Uh, that Honestly, all three of yours, I guess mine's kind of aligns too. Uh, my main, I would say my first liberation, I mean, like it was when I graduated high school and it was because also I was that perfect student that did every single damn thing. Uh, started organization, service hours, ran track and field, did it all, made my family proud. And I'm like, okay, I feel liberated. And I was like, okay, I don't know what's the next step. And you're just excited for the next chapter. And I guess the second one uh, for me would have to be the, well, it kind of goes hand in hand with the first one. Like obviously first time moving into my full on college experience without my parents. When I tell y'all, y'all like that is liberating. And actually my sister goes to college with me now. And so seeing her have that liberation, I said, baby, don't you love it? Don't you love it? Yeah, I was about to say, she's loving it. <laughs> she is I loving know it. She has to be. She's loving it. And she loved that I give her her space. Um, and then I would say the second one, technically the second one would have to be, um, I would say is, hmm, I would say after COVID, like after COVID, like technically, quote unquote, when school went back in, I kind of like felt like, because I went through my terrible breakup, got you, you know, all that stuff. And so when I threw those flowers in the trash, sh trash right in front of him, and then I just cut okay. that teddy bear up, I was like, okay, I feel liberated. And then I dyed my yes. hair blonde. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to be myself because at this point, COVID showed that we ain't got time for it. So I was like, I dyed my hair blonde, pierced my ears. And I was in my mom was like, oh my God, what are you doing? I was like, be lucky I'm just doing this. It's no drugs in my system. <laughs> so I felt liberated. That's the second time. And then the final time I would have to say, recently I feel liberated. Um, oh my God. It, it's like little ones, especially since I'm a senior right now. So I'm feeling more liberated than ever. But the third one would have to be like when I go on job interviews and I'm slowly realizing like, oh, holy shit, like the next step is really about to happen. So whenever mm -hmm. I go into like an interview and it's like, okay, what do you want? What salary do you want to right. try? Do you want this job? Do you want that? Do you want to go to this interview? And it's like, I have experience. And as well, overall with the podcast, it really gave me a leg up, believe it or not, within my resume. Because with my marketing yeah. degree, it's like, okay, like this opened doors for me. So now it's like, I have options. So now where it's like, I could which I'm grateful for, relax on the job search because it's like, okay, I have some things that's already in the works to happen. So I feel liberated in that sense. So that's my recent liberation. And then of course, the last one gonna be when I graduate. Graduate May 13th. Hello. When I tell you jumping Woo. across the stage and doing cartwheels, I will be doing it. <laughs> Somebody has to record it and post it. Oh no, it's gonna Somebody be on, to oh, it's gonna be on live. I already got a lot of people demanding. Like at this point, I'm like, okay, y'all, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have it. I'm going to have it yes, because if I'm doing all this talking, y'all going to have to watch it. <laughs> and 
and then because it's gonna be real cute because uh me and my friends like this is like hilarious because me and my friends they want to come onto the podcast and i'm like oh my gosh guys like wouldn't it be funny if we do like a graduation live type of party where we're drinking like out of red solo cups and our like caps and gowns and just like spilling everything about college because once you graduate you really don't got nothing to lose (laughs) the the, the NDA, like right then we really can say everything So right. I'm looking forward to that. And I know that's going to be the overall liberation. And of course, living in my own apartment. I just can't wait. I know this year is full of liberation for me. Um, I love it. Right. So with um, liberation, of course, like I know a lot of people, typically my generation, when we say liberation, because I see all over TikTok, girl, I feel liberated. It's always like either I got a new hairstyle or I'm just getting good, you know, poom poom and sex. So how do you feel about um, social media, really? Because in my personal opinion, I feel like social media is pushing a certain image of liberation and freedom through the way that it should be through intimacy without it truly being intimacy. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, yeah, um, I agree 100%. I have seen a lot, especially on TikTok, um, <laughs> about liberation, more so sexual liberation. Exactly. Though, not, not so much as just like liberation as a whole. And um, don't get me wrong, sexual liberation is oh, good, it's great, especially for women. It's yeah. especially for women. I'm I'm gonna speak from the for the girls, um, but no, especially for women because you got to think about it. Not too long ago, if you were tied to more than one guy, you was a hoe. Not too <laughs> long ago, if somebody thought you were dating John this week and then next week you were dating Billy, oh, she lose. Now there's this whole narrative being pushed of sexual liberation where, you know, you got your city girls, they, they got this dude on Monday, this dude on Wednesday and another one on Friday, one to pay the bill, one, one to pay and the I bills. And I hype my friends to, up for that every I, single time. Hello, somebody. Listen, now, if I wasn't married, <laughs> <laughs> I would be a city girl. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I 100% would be. Because yeah. what it has, it has to be amazing. And I'm going to go ahead and throw the word out there, liberating for women now, especially young women, to be able to date freely mm-hmm. without the fear of judgment. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, just, in, and I think, honestly, that lack of, ability to be sexually liberated in my day is a lot of the reason you had young mothers because we felt like we had to be tied to this one man and we let that man talk us into doing whatever whenever without protection we had babies before our times and we were not ready to be parents and neither was he (laughs) and that's why we you know became young mothers a lot of us became single mothers um thankfully I was able to later meet someone who took on the role of being my son's father and has done a phenomenal job over the last 15 years however I know a lot of women who are my age now we all had children at the same time they weren't so blessed to find that and they had it hard as single parents Mm -hmm. so and I just think now looking back if we had the freedom to be sexually free and have that sexual liberation how many of us would have been more careful sexually Mm -hmm. how many of us probably would not have had children not that we regret our children but no but like you would take different actions yeah absolutely kids are expensive i'm telling you if i didn't (laughs) have my son i would be rolling in dough right now if i sat down and probably added up what i've spent on that child or just having a child over the last almost 18 years 
my goodness, just how different our lives would be. So I love that for the girls now. I love oh, yeah. that women are sexually liberated. Um, however, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit <laughs> she too. Said, however. Um, sexual liberation also has a downside for some girls because some people take it um, a little too far. Some right. people find take that sexual liberation and forget that with sexual liberation comes responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so they are not safe, a lot of them. Um, and, True. you know, things happen from diseases and, right. you know, children, they're just as, right. just as rough as a disease. <laughs> so, and then also the mental anguish, if you're not ready to be sexually mm. liberated, but this narrative is being pushed that as a woman, you're supposed to be sexually exactly. liberated and sexually free and you're not ready, but you dive into it because that's what the internet is telling you exactly. to do. It messes with your mental. And then you have all these other issues of, you know, it, I could go down a whole rabbit hole, right. rabbit hole from, um, you know, depression, anxiety, it, going into domestic violence because right. you can't let go and it just it opens up a whole nother door of um of issues so it can be a good th- just like with anything in the world it can right. be a good thing but too much of it can be a bad thing i agree because for me in the college space right now with being the best friend to like most of the girls and you know i get to see it firsthand because for me whenever i happen my girlfriends it's either like they've been through a boyfriend like you know for like let's just say like a year six months to a year like and i already know like the dude be trash i'd be like girl go live your life go on ahead mm-hmm. we always take care of each other like in our friend group you know like we talk like they they tell me when i gotta cut it out because they be like isaiah listen you you know you having fun baby but let's let, let's, let's let's look let's look down <laughs> but uh it's down. like i just feel like either way like as like in this generation it's more like we're not afraid to be blunt honest but then there's some people in our generation they're just like you can't tell them nothing baby because we all got that one friend mm-hmm. when we try to give mm-hmm. them advice i try to be like listen sis i know you've been through this breakup you try and go through it but you're going through men like a catalog love your baby and then now you have a kid <laughs> I, she have but you know i'm gonna be the godfather like that's one of my other like i'm i'm literally gonna be the godfather right. for like two uh children like i'm so happy like two I'm, I'm like i get two on my graduation year feel liberated no pun intended wow but yeah um, absolutely yeah I, I was like yeah i'm achieving my goal but sexual liberation for me though i'm one of the people that are like yes okay like come on now sex is beautiful but i want to feel liberated on the outside like on the inside you know what i'm saying because i'm like if i look good that's when i feel liberated so whenever i do a photo shoot or when i'm feeling myself i'm like yeah i feel liberated i don't need to have the sex part to feel liberated because if a guy thirsted over me that feels liberating to me i'm like oh you want me yes so you want to put the work in that's how i have it now that's a rare case yes yes call it bragginess if you want but i'm like i know what i want and i'm gonna get it so if the guy thinks i'm cute enough he gonna come through for me i don't make like i make some moves on some dudes but some dudes i don't and my friends would be like isaiah teach me your ways i'm like well we can make the girl version try this so i'll be trying photo shooting my friends i'll be like okay girl do this pose do this yeah and i just feel like honestly like building confidence also help with liberation and i just love that with the times it's moving to that position because i know my mom she was a young mother and she had me at 19 and she was telling me every day she's like baby it's not easy please please don't have kids like she was telling me so when Mm -hmm. i she's like you graduate without kids i'm happy i'm happy i was like okay that's it 
she's like one guy now she's like okay now where's your where's your you know like you gotta find a partner and i was like okay mama one step at a time one step at a time but uh yeah mama ready I, yeah mama's ready she ready i was like well you, i got god children now and she's like oh my gosh so that's funny but yeah sexual liberation i feel like anything like it could be good but too much of it it'd be bad because i remember one time there was one point of college and i'll say it because you know i'll talk about more details during the graduation party because all my friends are gonna tell it, like isaiah sophomore year was a hell. <laughs> but uh it was like you know you get into your party phase and it was right after COVID so it was like all of a sudden like I didn't get to have the experience during that freshman year because it got cut short so when you come back that homecoming season where everybody's want to cut up and everybody's like fuck the mask basically you just go crazy and I went to the club like almost every time I didn't catch COVID thank god hallelujah won't he do it um but I was going out so much to the point where it's like, Isaiah, you need to calm down. Like, you know, kiss a dude here, there, kiss a dude. And it's like, it's COVID, Isaiah. It's not been like the STD part. It's like, I would just kiss him. But the thing was, it's COVID, baby. It's COVID season. So yeah, COVID is real. Yeah, and I was like, let me calm myself down. So then I had to, then I tried to at home parties with my friends. And then I was like, yeah, we're not going to do that again. So I had to learn how to lay off, like, you know, having fun, gaining that quote unquote freedom. But in real sight, it was more like, I didn't get to go, get to go out to parties or organizations when I was in high school because I was always busy with track theater student council family stuff which I'm grateful for but I didn't get to have that time to really go out and be like a kid like whoopie doo so sophomore year I made it up because now senior year I don't go out as much like my sister be like you want to go to the club with me tonight I was like I'll go with you as protection but baby I don't feel like going like I really don't I want to sit inside drink some wine that's how I am right now (laughs) I read a meme and when I I reposted it because it was like that's it that's exactly what it is the meme said um the reason y'all think i'm boring is because y'all want to do things that i was doing 15 years ago and that i swear <laughs> i have friends who are like let's go to the club i'm like don't y'all realize i was in the club at at 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 oh don't want to go no more and the thing I'm is about, and the thing is about the clubs now like after covid too it's like you learn how to turn up with your close friends. So I like to be like in a setting, like in my dorm or like in my friend's apartment where we get to have an intimate, you know, we could drink, we all feel comfortable around each other. But going to the club nowadays, it's like, now you got to be by the exit door. I always party by the exit. I always party. Yes. I, I tell my mom, I say, hmm. mama, you don't got to worry about me because I'm right by the exit. I sent her a picture one time. She's like, baby, I believe you. I was like, no, I'm right by the exit door. I always get my drink first. And then I sit by the exit door and dance. But if I get too far in the crowd, I always be like, okay, y'all. And I guess having that anxiety, like, you know, after all the crazy stuff that's happened in the world, I'm just like, I don't want to go out there and put myself in danger if I don't need yes. to. You know what I'm saying? And also for my friends, I'm like, listen, y'all could go out. I'll pick y'all up. But my anxiety after COVID, baby, I don't got time for it. I told my sister the same okay. thing. I was like, listen, you could go. I know you need that experience. But baby, something happened, call me call me you know right right because mama's two hours away i'm five minutes down the road i said call me first and we'll deal with mom you know when she start hooping and hollering say why you let her go because the first time she went to the club i remember my mom uh she called me because she's like what you doing i was like oh i'm just like you know about taking a shower about to watch like you know like i was watching some netflix show and my mom's like hey she facetimed me she's like oh, okay, you actually watched the Netflix? I was like, yeah. She's like, you're not going to the club tonight? I was like, no, I really stopped going because it's like, after you've been to the club so many times, it's like how much $10 bills I got. Like, at this point, I right, didn't face the coins. Right. <laughs> and 
so she was like, well, your sister going for the first time. I was like, okay. And she gave me that look and she's like, your sister going. My stepdad's in the background. I was like, you want to go? And I was like, why? And it's like, we'll send you the money if you want to go. <laughs> I was like, oh, they needed somebody mm-hmm. to be with. And that I was like, baby. well, I guess I'll go. And so my mom was like, okay, oh, I'm gonna send you the money so that way you could buy the drinks for her if she wants. So I was like, well, I told her because we in Louisiana, so you know, like our area is more dangerous than ever these days. So my mom's like, okay, you pull up. So I pull up, and basically, like my sister was, and I called her right before I pulled up. I was about to pull up with my friend. I was like, who wants to go to the club? I was like, I got a $20 bill so someone else could get in tonight. So my my sister, I was like, so you going to the club? She's like, oh, we changed our minds. I'm like, what y'all doing now? And she's you like, she said, oh, we went and got daiquiris and we we're just chilling in the room. I was like, who room? See, I'm that older, bro. I'm like, who room? She's like, my room. I yeah. said, no, go into cop, go, go, go to old dude's room. Mm-mm, no, not your room. Cause so then I went over by the room and was just hanging out with like freshmen. And I was like, with my friend, I was like, I'm watching. I'm watching. Right. But I guess that's right. the oldest I brother instincts. A, I, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just, you know, just the older sibling instinct because I know like before losing my niece, we were only seven years apart. So right. I was the same way with her, like super overprotective. I was in a whole nother state in college and she would call me about stuff that was going on in high school. And I'd be like, okay, and what's their names? And who said what? Uh-huh. And where they? Who, <laughs> do they have all this? You know, so yeah, yeah it's just it's, and my sister overprotective a little bit. Yeah, and my sister just it's just like now it's like funny because it's like I'm at the finish line. She's starting, so it's like now whenever we butt heads, it's because I already know what happens, boo. I could tell you what happened. Well, he's a right. good guy. I'm like, well, college Jews, they look for a quick way to bump. And she's like, okay. So, you know, she listens to me sometimes and then we got to argue. But then my mom finds it funny because she's like, my two babies arguing over adult problems. I love to see this because then she finally gets to say what she want to say about her days. And I'm like, okay, mama, yes. calm down. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love, I love, yeah, my sister probably on the podcast too. So she'll be, she, she's a character too. So, I love it. I love so, it. yeah, speaking, I've been seeing y'all's TikToks. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if y'all don't follow me, follow me on TikTok. It's right down below if you want to see my real life. Because <laughs> a lot of people say, yes, I didn't expect you to. The whole page will give you life. I promise. For real. Because some people say, Isaiah, like, you really doing TikTok? I was like, yeah, I've been on TikTok. I like TikToks. So it was during winter break. I was like, what more am I going to do? Like, I remember there was one, because my sister, she's a majorette dancer, my little sister. So she's a majorette dancer. And she's like, okay, we got to do this challenge. And I did it so well. My friend said, okay, you snap it. I said, you know, we dance around I the family. You know, yeah. Zaya could dance, y'all. Zaya could dance. So I'm going to dance across that stage. All right. <laughs> Love it. Yes. So speaking of updates, I know that there are some things that are happening for both of us that people are shocked about, because I know I got the heat from it. Um, your podcast let's talk about it honey let's talk what why is it talk about why is it going to be the last season I just want to know I want my achy heart want to know okay so this will be the last season of my survivor voice when I started the pod y'all um honestly it was COVID and I was grieving and I just needed a space for people who were contacting me during my grief and saying, oh, I went through that, and this is what I'm going through now, or this is what I went through. I just wanted them to have a space to share it with other people because I felt like, well, doggone it, if Jackie had that, if somebody had told them that she wasn't alone and she could get through this, right? maybe she would still be here. And so that's where the, the pod was born. It was born out of my desire 
to help other people see that they weren't alone. Mm. Um, but in the course of these three seasons, um, we're coming up on the third season. In the course of these seasons and all of these survivor stories, I find myself in my grief taking on the weight of other people, like people I did not know, just taking on the weight of the trauma that they've dealt with. And um, I'm an empath by nature. And so like, I'm feeling all these feelings. And honestly, if I can be very candid, it just was not good for my mental health. Okay. So last season I said, well, let me try to do more upbeat episodes. You know, let's do some fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, cause I, I came on and I thought I gave of- a little, fo- yes, you know, I gave a little, I was like, okay, girl. You I- gave me all the <laughs> life. And I wanted so many more episodes like that. That was really what last season was supposed to be about. But the survivor stories never stopped hitting my inbox. And um, I had to make room for them to be able to share their story. Because again, it's my survivor voice. That's what it was about. And last season just was even heavier than the first season. And at, you know, um, I always take a break during the winter because like I said, I get winter blues and Mm -hmm. going through that process of staying in therapy and talking to my therapist, it was just like, um, coming to the realization, like, okay, this has run its course. You have done what you were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You can now pass the baton to other people to be able to allow other people to share their stories but you cannot continue to carry the weight and so at initially I was going to stop it there right. I wasn't even going to do a se- season three and then I got in on my computer and I realized I had these people who had already reached out to me right. and had already said I want to share my story on your platform I want to share my survivor voice and so I was like okay so what we're going to do is we are going to take these stories. I'm going to record them all. Um, mm-hmm. And so the way it's going to look this season is I will have a few Survivor Story episodes, a few. Um, but all the other stories that I've gotten, I'm going to compile into snippets and right. I'm just going to post them on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the rest of the season will be surviving to thrive. And so okay. I'm going to have fun people on. We're going to do a couple of, you know, question, epi- question and answer episodes. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a life coach on to kind of pour life into okay. to people to listen to much shorter episodes um, just so that we can go out on a high note and right. not just let people know that surviving is possible, but also thriving after survival. I possible. agree. Um, I agree with you. So yeah. But the page will still be there. Um, my survivor voice will, st- I'll still be doing my advocacy. Y'all know that's actually my job. So <laughs> I'll still be doing um, advocacy. I'll, our three memorial will still be around. My nonprofit will still be there. Good. The pod is just coming to an end. I think it's okay. run its course. And I think there are plenty of places out there for survivors to share their story. I'll be connecting with other platforms that mm-hmm. do survivor stories so that people who continue to reach out to me will right. have I can refer them over say hey you want right. to share your story I have the perfect platform for you to do that on that's amazing that's amazing now see for me when I announced mine I got hit with a hurricane from people that was just like you are not about to end this you better you better you what's going on what's going on and mm-hmm. I'm like I was just like, dang, y'all, y'all coming at my page. I had so many DMs. So when you was like, no, I was like, oh my God, like not another person. That's yeah, I was no. one of them. I was one of those people. <laughs> and 
so it was kind of funny okay so like this uh, okay so you know like we, this definitely gonna be a part two so just like you know sisters and especially sisters out watching and brothers out listening this is gonna be part two they're gonna be a part two but um the beginning really i want to tell people like how it really came about because there's a process when you think about ending something nothing in life is like a I'm going to end it. It's, it's like your baby. Like your podcast is really your baby. And it's like something that you nurtured and you put so much effort into it. You bought the equipment. You're putting yourself out there. You're letting yourself be vulnerable to people. You're meeting new people. Yep. You're building connections. And it's like you don't understand unless you're in that world or you're a guest on a podcast. So for me, having this space even after COVID and where I was in my dark place, season one and it was like okay I'm trying to figure out my foot in life trying to figure out what I did wrong as a human why do I not feel confident as much and then when I did this podcast it was like oh my gosh like I found my purpose and so it was like I am a storyteller I like to give people life I like to entertain let them become their true authentic self and push the boundaries and be that person because I look up to people like me and I was like I just don't see no true black if i'm wrong people let me know but i haven't seen any true black lgbtq men that are gen z that are in a podcast game most of them either go to youtube they have a couple channel and they do drama no shade that's y'all thing drama ain't my thing baby i like to heal people so it's like okay where it's like it was a shoe in for me and it wasn't hard for me to get into that person space of being like, I'm on, I'm here for you. Let's heal. Let's laugh. Let's get into it. Like, you know, we're going to kiki, but now I'm gonna tell you something about me. So over time, it was like, yes, the podcast grew. And yes, I grew as a person to now where I thought like, at first I thought the podcast was going to be just a, you know, college diary type of thing. That's what I was going to go with. Like just a college diary. So once I graduate chapter close and I thought of that. And so that was my initial thought. And so during winter break, I was telling my sister, I was like, yo, the podcast is going to end after season six. She's like, why? Why? Why are you going to end it? Like, you're just reaching it. Like, you're just hitting what you really want to say. And I was like, I get that. But also, I don't know what's going to happen after graduation. And she's like, but you get to make your own destiny. I said, now, how this chick going to school me? And she's a freshman. I was like, okay, girl, I get hey, it. Hey, she had a word for she you. Had a, she had a word on me. And I mean, like my grandparents also, they were just like, you know, they don't know I do a podcast, but it was like, you just have a purpose. Your voice speaks volume. And really, if y'all don't know, my dad was a pastor. So if I could speak real well, baby, my, my, my dad was a pastor. So it's just that I have already motivational speakers in my family. My dad's side worked in civil rights, politics. My mom's side is the teaching and the nurturing. So it's like all of that energy together and I had to look in myself during winter break and when I turned 22 I was like okay like I don't want to work a nine to five I don't want to do this but I was like I know I got to end this somehow but I was like you know nobody's really gonna be like Karen it's probably gonna be like okay farewell you know have a good day but honey when I announced it for real for real I had to sit no shit you not I was with my friends and my friends was like I don't know why you're doing this but okay let's see what happens because they thought it was a stunt and I was like this ain't no stunt players and so when I released it with all the pictures from over the years when I tell you I bawled like a baby I was my friend said are you okay and I was like it's just like your baby and I think a lot of people don't understand that and you see the growth within any podcast so um 
And then the reception from everybody was just like, why are you leaving? Is something wrong? Are you not getting the listeners? And I was like, no, I'm getting the listeners. Believe it or not, I'm getting all the listeners that I right, want, baby. Right, right. getting yeah, everything the, that- The, the engagement in the, the listeners engagement are not the issue. It's not the <laughs> issue. It's more of just me as a person. I don't know what's coming next. And I don't want to just like stay consistent. I'm always a person that likes to jump on projects, finish a project, go on to the next project. And I was like, it's not that I'm leaving forever, Absolutely. but once I start hearing from people that- you know, like, okay, so I met this guy uh, basically at my university. He started a podcast and he said, I was very inspired by you. And so I'm like this, if I'm inspiring younger Gen Z to really get out there, do like little late night talk shows, which are amazing. And it's like the next generation looking at me as if like I'm some vet when really I'm just like, I'm 22. I'm only like three years younger right. than you. But in their eyes, right. it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, who I want to be and who I'm inspired by. So in all that consideration, it was like, okay, well, obviously my mission is not done. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, the podcast is not ending. So we, we, we're going to push another season, but for the next season, it's going to be more like, you know, adult. So <laughs> it's going to be like, okay, we're going to talk about paying bills and all this stuff, honey, because it's going to be a hilarious Real life. journey. Real life, no more college. And I'm like, okay. And it's like going to be different. And then I'm doing like a Zaya world mini vlog series on tiktok or youtube i'm still deciding and that's yeah. gonna be me showing the real life experience but i'm like obviously the podcast isn't done yet so i don't want to stop what god has given me and if so many people are telling me no do don't stop keep going it's like okay i got i gotta go with the intuition gotta listen to the voice so i know it's not done yet because i still have so much to say and who knows like the guests are gonna come Absolutely. on and speak some words so season seven's it's happening, people. So I'm gonna have to love to that. hear it. I'm gonna have to delete that post. But I wasn't gonna delete it until like after graduation. But like surprise, I changed y'all, y'all changed my mind, baby. And then my listenership went I up. I love after. to hear it. And then the listenerships went back up after I announced it. I was like, dang, y'all, y'all gotta go back and they was like, Well, you know, you ended it. I was like, there's one more seat. And they was like, Oh. <laughs> they was like, <laughs> they was like, oh. But I'm like, I'm obviously not done. And you know, I'm starting. So yeah, so my cancellation because of y'all Zay fam, yeah, it ain't happening now. It ain't happening. <laughs> I love it. I'm so happy to hear that. Like, and that's the thing. Like, we need more upbeat pods like yours, exactly. like real life, but with with some spice. And that was uh, again going back to my survivor voice. That is the reason why I feel like I feel like there's a space for survivor stories. I don't know that. Um, pods are for are it anymore i think there are other ways to get survivor stories out exactly. even though apparently people love listening to them and i think part of that is rooted in we love to hear other people's trauma mm -hmm. and again i don't know that that's completely healthy i didn't really think it through when i started letting people share survivor stories right. i was just like share stories because somebody may learn from it which is 100 true but also i also think that while some are learning from it um, a lot of people are listening um, to not wallow in someone's survivor story or someone's trauma, but um, I think that's where a lot of the listenership comes from. And I just want a different type of space for survivors. I want it right. more advocacy based. So that's why we're into my survivor voice. But again, the platform will still be there. Okay, perfect. But I'm ready for the next season. Of okay. And we're going to be doing part two because you obviously like y'all know we recording through Zoom, y'all. So if y'all listening, there's a part two. So listen to this ad break right below and we'll be right back.
Yay!